Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL When things seem fishy then you probably smell The crooked referees are Roger Goodell Don't fuck like this and I'm a who that Every day I'm living I'm a who that Lose or winning I'm a who that It's the sports coma this is where we do that 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 Boogie like this and I'm a who that It's the sports coma this is where we do that We have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. We up in this thing. Shout out to the great Saint Dank Tank and the entire Who That Nation. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. As we get going, man, it's, well, it's just, uh, what is it today? Hump day? Man, I'll be getting, be forgetting sometime. Yes, it is. It's hump day. <laughs> March the foist. Is in the thing. Shout out to the Who That Nation, man. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. Much love to the great Saint Thank Tank. We up in this thing. Uh, we're going to talk a little Saints football today, family, about a, a little bit less than an hour, maybe at, right at an hour. Uh, we got uh, Pelican Post Garen Port Live scoreboard coming up later tonight, followed by the recap of the Pelicans matchup against the Portland Trail Blazers. We got it going on, baby. Much love to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in here. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, please feel free to share the show on your social media feed. It helps out the stream. Big ups to the fam. OG Jerry Paul is up in this thing. Shout out OG Kai the Great, Rainy, uh, Dana. What's up, Queen? Popping, uh, checking you out up in this thing. Uh, Kai the Great up in this thing. Randall, how you doing, brother? Appreciate you as well, sir. Much love. The Teflon Don is in the building. Appreciate you, brother. Eric Howard is doing this thing as well. Brother Tano is in this thing. Elite's in this thing. Shout out to you, Elite. Brother Reggie Harris is in this thing. Shout out to you. Much love to you. KB, what's up, Queen? What's popping with you? KT, what's up, my brother? Good to see KT. We got that, uh, we added in some of that stuff. We're going to be releasing it 
uh, um, coming up soon, KT. We it'll be this week where we'll release segments of it broken down to the position groups. Uh, me and KT did a live stream where we's just kind of filling in the family members on some of these draft prospects. Man, it was a good game. That'll be coming up this week. Also, shout out to the rest of the fam up in this thing. Farouk, good to see you, Louisiana man, Pelicans, Nola. Uh, brother Randall, I see your fam. Much love to you. Uh, who else we got? Website, uh, Westside Baptist Church is in this thing. Much love to you, fam. Appreciate you. 504 Co is in this thing. Uh, much love. Colorado, good to see you as well. Ties in this thing was popping. Brother Judas in this thing was popping. Big ups to the fam. Ant-Man, I see you, brother. And shout out to everybody, man, in the stream as we get going. Now, uh, family, I was trying to secure the um, the audio uh, for the interview that Mickey Loomis did with the uh, with some of the locals, but um, my 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 my, I'm hearing that it's recorded. Probably it'll release sometimes, maybe tomorrow or after the fact. But we will cover the article. And remember, they were supposed to give you a press conference to kind of update you about some of the things they be in the New Orleans Saints organization. So we'll cover that. And they're they're hot and heavy. And I said hot and heavy pursuit of Derek Carr and people is looking at this thing and saying uh, they don't think Carr is a good quarterback. And listen, the only thing I can do is tell you the facts and you weigh them as you like them. Uh, he's a multiple pro bowler with the Raiders, right? He's the best. He took all of their records down in their, their record books. And they had some good quarterbacks that were there over the years. This is an old franchise. He owns all their passing records. He's not much in terms of his overall winning record is 63 and 79 as a, as a starter for the Raiders. But remember, a lot of similarities if you study Carr. Carr, uh, the plus, there's pluses and positives and negatives about every player. If you want to pick them apart, you give me. Me, personally, I would rather the Saints go after someone else, you know, but we, it's, it's all about who you're dealing with at the head coach level. You got a guy right here that wants this guy. Mickey Loomis is going to bend over backwards to go. We know the Saints want this dude. Ain't nobody out there want this guy more than the Saints do. And what he's doing is, and I'm going to play some of the information about some of these other insiders and what they're saying. We know what the Saints are trying to do. The Saints was trying to get him from them straight up. They ain't want him in free agency, but at the end of the day, they're going to bend over backwards to land this guy. Now, do I agree with that? Do I agree with that? It's, it's an upgrade over Andy Dalton. They don't want Jameis Winston, so that's clear and obvious. So at some point, what do you do? You know, they're going to be this this year. They're hell bent on getting this guy in here. Now, he's not fully the answer. They have a lot of stuff they got to add to it to kind of help out. But there are pluses and minuses in this guy's game and what he does. Me personally, one of the pluses I'm going to concentrate on is the fact that he has a hell of a deep ball game. His statistics in terms of piling on. Uh, uh, passing yards. I mean, he had several years straight of 4,000 plus yards passing. That's a positive. Now he got a lot of negatives. He's a gunslinger, which gets him in trouble at times uh, underneath. He's not as accurate as the middle at uh, the um, intermediate stuff. He's not as accurate as you want him to be. But when you're looking at it all, and I'm saying to myself, because I don't anticipate the saints making the playoffs this upcoming season. That's hard for me to say been covering the saints as long as I have. But as long as there's a void of leadership at the top of the team, it don't matter who the hell you said. You can put you can take Joe Montana out of the grave 
I know you ain't dead, but take them and resurrect them, dip them in the Lazarus pit and bring them and put them in front of your team. And they'll still lose because they need leadership at the top of the team. And this guy is not a leader. Talent is not all the issue with the Saints. They had plenty of talent last year. It's decision making at the top that's hurting the Saints. And until they understand that, it won't it, it will you consider to continue to struggle. So, uh, you know, it is what it is as far as that's concerned. So, I mean, a lot of people don't like car and I get it, man. But at the end of the day, man, if I was making the damn decisions, I wouldn't car wouldn't be a, a guy in this thing, man. He wouldn't be, you know, but it's who you dealing with, who you dealing with. Anyway, shout out to the rest of the fam. Shout out. Appreciate y'all, man, for uh, joining me. We're going to keep it rolling. Slim, shout out to you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Molly Mall is in this thing as well. Gundam, my brother Gundam in here representing. Much love to you as well. Yeah, I know it would be ironic if now what Carr is doing, and I'm going to play y'all some stuff. I got the insider Fowler, what he's saying. And we, and this is really, none of this is like deep. We know that the Saints want him bad. What he's doing is, He's using other teams. That's why he went into free agency in the first place. He wants another team as a leverage against the Saints to see if he can get a better deal. The Jets don't want to totally commit according to what the insider is saying because they're waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers is doing. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers. The Saints should want Aaron Rodgers. But for whatever reason, we fixated on Carr. Now, you can get Rodgers and, you know, whatever and however, and if he's interested, but like we said, what's the lure to New Orleans? At one time, Tom Brady wanted to be here because of Coach Payton. What's the lure? The lure people in here because this we it's not just us that see Dennis Allen as uh, as the type of coach he is. It's other people that see it too. The players know. Come on, the players know. The coaches know. They know better than we do, and we don't have to know these guys personally to understand that they stink at their job. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. So. Anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being with uh, in the stream. Tory Shepard Sr. What's up, my brother? Good to see you uh, in the building. Appreciate brother Tory uh, as well. Uh, T. Diz- uh, T. Dizzley says uh, Raider fans is 74. Let me tell you, the Raiders were holding car back, not the other way around. I hear you, bro. Thank you for dropping that game, bro. And I uh, appreciate you being here. And we got quite a few Raider family members that follow the sports coma and listen to the coma. You know, they Raiders guys. But we, you know, like I said, if you're a smart uh, follower of your team or supporter of your team, you're more than welcome to sit here and chop up game about football with us. You know, I mean, it's the great same thing, thing, but it's about smart people all around. Eddie the Dying, shout out to you. So, like I was saying, but if the, the and I mentioned the parallels, if you study and for real, for real, get out of your 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 bias against the guy or your nine bias, whatever. You look at Carr on this side, you look at Jameis on this side, and you study what they're doing. Both of those guys came back, came from environments that was dysfunctional. You had Jameis Winston sitting up here having multiple offensive coordinators, multiple coordinators in the year, then the year, the, the next year, he had another one two years later. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And that's what he, he had to deal with. Now, imagine some of these players in an environment of stability like Drew Brees had for, for over a decade. You know, that means everything. If you can steady the floor of your franchise so people can develop and you don't have a, a endless smorgasbord buffet style uh, conveyor belt of people just coming in and out of the organization because they stink. The Saints were fortunate to be able to build some good coaches. A lot of them left, by the way. 
but they were good enough to be able to at least keep that amount of consistency where players can have consistency in an environment to thrive. Just imagine if you're a, you have a family, you got people coming in and out of the family and, and they just all over the place. And is that you, you got total dysfunction and that family would be a wreck. I mean, they got to have a certain environment set where people can thrive and it's consistency. You know, things are consistent. Uh, certain things are consistent and there has some flux in there, but that's the given goal. That's just nature. That's just the organic way of things happening. But you got to have some a, a level of consistency to see growth. You know, you can't pull a plant up by its roots, plant it over here and then a year later come and rip them up and put it. That don't make any sense. So it's a parallel. The same thing happened with a car to a degree. So a lot of the, the similarities between the environments of where these guys came from, they were you know, they, they were very similar, but it's what it is. But it's a shame on the Jameis Winston thing that you have these guys that Dennis Allen, who wants a second chance at the recoach and you know, coaching the Saints coming into this year, is not willing to give that to Jameis Winston. I just think I think that's just awful. But then again, let Jameis let him go. And I, eventually he will end up going. But anyway, let's we're going to cover some of this stuff, man, and talk about it because I'm going to play some stuff for, uh, for you all today. And uh, get going. So with that being said, let me get going in this thing. Please feel free to hit that like button, man. Appreciate you guys for being in there as well. Yeah, we definitely need some stability, Gary. Yeah, we definitely we had some stability for years when you had Peyton at the helm. Now, if better decisions were made at the quarterback position, man, I promise you guys that uh, things would be different here. You know, and one of the things is like in 2018, when the Saints would have drafted Lamar Jackson, as opposed to trying to get him now. They would have drafted him then. This whole thing would change. You still have Sean Payton here. We didn't. We wouldn't have went anywhere. Sure, he wouldn't have never. He wouldn't have left Lamar Jackson. But in the end, this stuff happens like this, and we're going through a period of stupid decision makings that all. And, and you know, we've been saying it the whole time. This guy's not no winner. You don't know what he's doing. He don't. Anyway, let's get going, man. Up in this thing. Let's move on to the share stream right here. What's up, Low? Shout out to my brother Low, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> What's up, Low? I was in the build to shout out B Mac. What's up, baby? Shout out to my brother B Mac in this thing as well. All right. Bruce bro says front of the house again. We caught in Watson and showing uh, no support. Then let Andy stay on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is when you see you give, you give guys a chance. Listen, bro, you get, you got to give guys an opportunity. You got to give them a chance to see what they're going to do. Even if you think it is what it is. You got to give these guys an opportunity. And then when they stink, can they fix what they did? Do they have the intelligence or do they do they know what they're doing? Can they look look themselves in the mirror and say, I can fix this. I can do this. I need to do this. And then not only say that, but show you a plan on how they plan to implement that change. So you can hear all the talking points because Dennis Allen to get up there every damn Sunday after a loss and say the same thing over and over again. I got to coach better. And well, actually, he'll say we he'll say we, 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 we and don't use as many eyes. But every week is the same. There is no change. It's just it becomes talking points. And then at some point you can't blame uh, Dennis Allen for all of it. He had he shaped, he kind of holds the bulk of it. But at the end of the day, what was the leadership in the Saints building? What was Cam Jordan and the Demario Davis and all these people that's making all this money? Where were they at? What were the, the meetings at for the players? Where were, what, what the hell were they doing? So you, you see what I'm saying? 
So they, they can share the blame as far as I'm I'm concerned. Uh okay, shout out to you, can you to you. Thank you for that super chat. Appreciate you, fam. Much love. All right. Oh, shout out to Coach Ronan and my dog, Big Low Man. Appreciate y'all. Mr. Don, I see you, fam. Uh, appreciate you as well. JT, what's up, brother? Shout out. All right, so let's get this one. Come straight from uh, one of my favorite resources, the Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, here at Saints met with QB Derek Carr again at the NFL Combine. Also, they spoke about the Panthers and the Jets, and these are teams that's interested in them. But a lot of teams are not willing to go as far as the Saints are for Carr because they're desperate. They're desperate. Because Dennis Allen is holding on to knowing, understanding, and knowing if he don't win this season, he is out of here and he will get him a first-class ticket right when he gets fired to find Sean Payton in Denver and Pete Carmichael will share the plane ticket with him. (laughs) That's his fallback Katrina plan. He will end up, when he gets canned, he will take a flight right to Denver and crawl right up under Sean Payton to get a job just like he did when the Raiders got got rid of him over a decade ago. So, you know, we're going to see Saints met with QB call again at the combine. And of course, this is some of the stuff that they were saying that uh, with Ian Rappaport that the car car met with the Saints and Panthers yesterday. Sources says that David Tepper joining the meeting in Indy. And of course, they have other teams. And this was a good move by the agent for Derek Carr to get Carr there where all of the, the ownership, the general managers, the coaches, the scouting staff, they're all there. So that was a good thing to do now a lot of teams are interested in car just not at that price they don't want to they don't want to pay that price and the saints are probably going to be the only team that is willing to give him you know you know a 35 million dollar contract or whatever the dude is searching for and they keep saying the fit is more important the fit the fit the fit the fit the fit but the teams that are that are looking at car at the money that he would command are teams that are not playoff teams you know, they're not. The Jets are just, if they get card, that don't mean the Jets are going to the playoffs. They are a good looking team. Don't get me wrong, good young team. But that don't guarantee a playoff, uh, you know, berth because you got Derek Carr there. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. I mean, he don't move the needle like that. Let's get that straight. He don't move the needle like that. He don't like he, he don't like if he comes in like a a, a Lamar Jackson or a even a Deshaun Watson. If you bring in guys like him, they do tend to move the needle. This guy's a little older. You have some miles on him on that arm of his, but he's a good he's a decent option at the quarterback position based on what you're reaching at in the imagination of the so-called decision makers that are on the top of the organization. That's what I'm saying, you know. So it'll it'll be fun watching in you know, you can get you know, capture that fun the best way you can and watching the deep ball go from Carr to Chris Olave or to Rashid Shahid 
or some of our other speedy weapons that we have at the wide receiver position because they hell been on getting this guy. Now, if he rebuffs them, that would be interesting. That would create a whole another scenario which they go. But the Saints are hell been on land this dude, man. They, 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 they want this guy. They want him on the team. All right, so anyway, he met with the Panthers for the first time. A few members of their brass were there. David Tepper, who's the owner. Panthers seem to be in good position to select the QB in the upcoming draft. The Jets will meet with him on Wednesday, which was the day they met with him again. So it will be a part of the meeting in Indianapolis. And basically, it's, you know, the fit. And he's talking about the, and all this kind of stuff. And it's really, it's the money. You know, a lot of that's the money. And it's, can they get, can he get that money? You know, so it, it'll be interesting to see exact, exactly how this all stuff would go. But the timeline, they speak about a timeline with Carl KQ. How long does it take for this to happen? Well, March the 15th is the date. So you have what? About roughly two weeks before Carr makes a decision on where he's going to go after talking to whatever teams. But it's still inside stuff telling you that the the favorable position, uh, the team to land his services are the Saints. And that's been the way for a while. Now, listen to this, fam. This is from the insider right here. Uh, what's this guy? Fowler from ESPN. Listen to what he had to say when he appeared on this Jet Guy pod- podcast. Listen to him. Who won in the chat? And, if, if your car's camp, if you're Derek Carr, are the Jets your number one target? Yeah, people have mentioned um, the Carolina Panthers and obviously the New Orleans Saints and the relationship there with Dennis well, Allen. I don't know that for sure. What I know is that, well, I know that the meeting that he had with the Jets went really well. There's a good vibe there. Um, I, I certainly think there's interest. Uh, what I know is that fit is really important to him. Winning is really important to him. And... Uh, you know, there, I've even talked to some teams who wonder if Carr wants to go to the NFC just because it's a little bit of an easier path, less of a, a quarterback pantheon, mm. so to speak. You don't have uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen, all those guys. Might be a, a path of least resistance to win. Um, so that would bring Carolina into the mix because they have a talented roster, you know, if they want to go that route. Um, you know, Saints, it's my understanding that they want to get something done with Derek Carr, like mm. that they're ready to do that. So he has options. It's just... I get the sense that, you know, he's just sort of waiting it out patiently so that that second team can get heavily involved along with the Saints, and then you have more leverage. So um, it, it kind of helps him to wait a little bit in that way. All right, so that's Fowler dropping the science on it, and, and really that's pretty much what we knew what he was doing, and that was said so. It's been pretty consistent in terms of him having that behavior from when he left the, the Raiders when they released him. And that was his his move. Now, of course, he also indicated he being the uh, car is that it will be a process in which he'll take his time. Now, the timeline is or the deadline on this stuff is March the 15th, which is to start a free agency. He wants to get it done before that. I think it'll get done before that because a lot of teams are they might talk to him. But what they're not interested in is the money. You know, they don't want to pay a guy like this, this, this you know, but north of thirty five million dollars. I mean, there's stuff on the on the uh, on the street is saying that most some of these teams are interested in paying him significantly less than that, you know. So the Saints seem to be the only ones that have this elevated perspective on Carr to the point where they want to give him thirty five or north of thirty five million dollars a season, and that's simply could it be that's Dennis Allen. Uh, straight up and Dennis Allen tells you know your guy and your guy is going to make move heaven and earth to make it happen so 
I mean, it is what it is as far as this car phenomenon, but but it'll be interesting to see exactly where this heads off at eventually. But I do think that the Saints are hell bent on keeping this guy or or bringing this guy in, like they lost out on Deshaun Watson last year. The Saints want the car, and they're probably going to end up with him. So anyway, let's move on, man, to the next story. And we're going to be covering some stuff about Mickey Loomis at the take, his takeaways from the scouting combine. We're going to do that as well. And it's covered by Saints News Network. Shout out to them, Bob Rose and uh, uh, Brother Kyle T. Mosley and John Hendricks and the rest of those guys. Much love to those those guys over there doing their thing. Mickey Loomis spoke with the local media. And I was trying to get some of the video for this footage. I was unsuccessful, but I, I'm, I should have something for you tomorrow on that, uh, or at least share a link to the, the, at the very least thing. But Mickey spoke with the local Saints media at the scouting combine to talk about the team and various topics. Or if anybody got this, uh, share the link in the chat with me and I'll put it play for you. But anyway, this is what they said. Indianapolis general manager Loomis met with the local members of the media on Wednesday to talk about the state of the team and a wide range of topics. And the biggest takeaways from the combine in talking with him, he said, and, and uh, he had a good meeting with Derek Carr, which is, you know, that's just pretty much what it is. He says, quote, uh, you know, we had a good visit and he's going through his process and we're going through our process and we'll see what happens. Carr is very much in play for the Saints and he appears to be the top priority. And he is there. That's what they're doing to be plain and simple is their top player and quarterback remains the most important position. Uh, to figure out and there's nothing to figure out car is the guy Dennis Allen wants car Mickey is going to do everything he can to land car for Dennis Allen you know you know a point blank blank period uh, anyway uh draft philosophy on quarterbacks Luma said balancing the conversation with players like car then evaluating the evaluating the draft means you're just looking at everyone with the exception being if you were in the top of the draft. Now, this is what Mickey said. Mickey says, uh, <clears throat> you know, I got to get my Mickey together. Yeah, yeah, hold on now. Let me get this together now. Yeah, yeah. when you're when you're late in the draft, you know, or even later rounds, there's nothing that prevents you from signing a free agent quarterback you know, and, and drafting one. Look, look, you know, you know, he says, look, he says, oh, look, look here now. I mean, look now, yeah. Look, we're in the business of collecting good players and collecting quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, and also I added that, you know, it's just a normal process. The Saints have always spent a good amount of time, you know, looking at quarterbacks. Uh, and and, and, and then to be even in the prime of Drew, we just end up, ha- you know, having a lot of opportunities to draft guys. And, and, and you know, and, and that we liked. You know, at one point we had, you know, we had to pick available, you know, you understand? Yeah, you know, look here. Now, you know, Carr isn't a short-term solution for the Saints either. Loomis mentioned that Allen also agreed. Of course he agreed. This is his, this is his plan. And this is, this is uh, Mickey again. Mickey says, what you said this time, Mickey? Well, let me, let me tell you. I think we'll be lucky enough to get him. I think he's a long-term solution, really, a long-term solution. Not a bridge, but a long-term solution. But as long as you, you have a draft pick and you hit on it right away, although you still got to resign him at some point. But hopefully we don't resign him until he's 38 and 39 and bought it, you know. Hopefully that's not the standard of quarterbacks to keep them here till they're 40 years old. I'm hoping that you learn from the last guy to draft a young quarterback and do that. Because anyway, Loomis uh, was asked about the scenario and possibility of having a third round grade on a quarterback. Hopefully I was wishing that somebody would ask him about the third round pick that they added with Peyton, but I guess we're going to have to wait on that, baby. 
Let's see what he says. Loomis was asked about the scenario of a possibility of having a third round grade on a quarterback and then possibly having to take them in the second round to get their guy at the position. Hendon Hooker is not going to be there at no third round. You know, he's not going to be there at three. The reason why he's at two and not at one is because two, the second round is he fell there because of his injury situation. If he hadn't got hurt last year, you talking about a guy you talking about, they talking about Richardson right now. He's way more complete of a quarterback than Anthony Richardson. No disrespect to Anthony Richardson, by the way. I mean, he's a good young quarterback with a ton of potential. Don't get, you know, but he's still got a lot of stuff to his game to, to be added to. He really, he got a lot of stuff on his game to be added to. And the reason why he's in the talk for a second round pick, and I'm talking about Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, is because of the injury that he had last year. The guy's terrific. You can't call him a one-hit wonder because he had multiple years of doing it. Smart, accurate, has a good, I mean, the guy's a, a good, complete quarterback. Now, there's some things about his game you got to clean up. He holds on to the ball too damn much at times. But he's but you can work with this guy. He would definitely be a good guy to have as a future quarterback for the Saints. So let's see what Mickey says about that and possibly having to take him in the second round to get that guy at the position. He says, yeah, yeah, hold on. Only let me tell you something. I think with Jeff, you know, our Scots do a good job of grading guys where you're, you're available to take them. You know, you know, let me finish up my words here. You know, they consider that the factor. And in the grade, but the team is looking to take away a guy. Might be great at 315 overall and take him in the top of the second round. You know, you know, and I believe in quarterbacks, you know, and particularly are overdrafted. You know, so the evolution of how college, you know, college offices run like a spread offense, they make it harder to evaluate, you know. Draft class value. I feel initially, you know, there's a lot of good receivers. Has a lot of good, a good group of tight ends. That's just my initial reaction. All right. Thank you, Mickey, for that. Both Mickey and Dennis Allen mentioned that it was still very early in the process. And Allen said that the team was starting to get the bulk of uh, 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 their work in here. Now, acquiring a first round pick, I, I wouldn't say it was important for us to necessarily have a first round pick this year. Really? Huh? I wonder if they know we read this stuff. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it was important to us to necessarily have a first round pick this year. Important thing was to get a first round pick and and then something for Sean. Uh, it's nice to have one going in the draft and it'll be in the mix, but I wish it was uh, uh, number 12 instead of 29. Well, it could have been if you maybe you did that. <laughs> Maybe not this year, maybe last year. I mean, the upcoming year, we could have had another pick. And maybe if you put your, you put your foot down and stop trying to help Sean, you know, uh, he envisions getting a good player that compete that can compete for playing time. The team will go through their mock process. They have five to eight names. They believe even Cam Jordan knows Hendon Hooker's the guy. He says draft him. And the Saints have talked to him, and he should be on their board, and he should be on their board high. I don't, I don't know about depending how the board shake out, shake out because people have different scouting uh, um, departments and different scouts see these people differently. They see them differently. They see this guy better than this guy, this guy here, and they got them all listed differently. 
Now that, you know, they do compare notes, but like I said, everybody has a different look at this player, depending on whatever system that they operating from on their team and how this player can be acclimated into their team or into their, in their scheme or system or whatever they have going on. So he envisions getting a good player that can compete for playing time. The team will go through their mock process to five to eight names that they will believe that will be available, do more work on the particular group of things that they know that won't be available. And Loomis pointed out the team getting Ram check at number 32 running back to running back outlook. The saints haven't drafted a ton of running backs over the past years because they hit on them in the undrafted ranks. Pierre Thomas, Corin Robinson, Chris Ivory, and the, the list goes on and on and on and on. The Saints hit at undrafted running backs all the time, all the time. Now, in particular, the last couple of years, let me get back to Mickey. Hold on. Let me get back in that thing. In particular, the last couple of years, we had some guys target and they went and then you're not dropping down too far. Just, to, you know, justifying taking that guy in the round. Uh, Luma said that the Saints went, you know, we went into last year and, and before the intent of drafting a running back, you know, the middle rounds made the most sense. Uh, but, uh, you know, there was a running back there that was not worth the pick or, or the player that was there in another position that was graded so much higher. And that's a team we're expected to get. And we drafted them. You see, you know, well. So anyway, and there's certain if Elvin Kamara's case isn't necessarily a factor going forward. It isn't necessarily a factor going forward, really. A guy that occupies so much of, a, of your offense, what is the percentage on Elvin Kamara's contribution to the Saints offense? Great Saint Tank Tank. Let me give you a football algebra type question there. What is the percentage in your humble estimations what is the percentage that Elvin Kamara represents for your New Orleans Saints? What is the percentage? Huh? We're not necessarily, we're not necessarily really, uh, that's not necessarily a factor. Huh? That's who you are. And when you find that out. Huh? So I'm saying at the end of the day is that that definitely is a factor. <laughs> what you got going on? Let me need I remind you about uh, Elvin Kamara's investment in 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 the grapefruit or better yet, the grape industry, how he was attempting to create a new wine out of this human being. And he also must have had stock in bouncy houses or evolution uh, because he they were attempting to kind of take this guy and turn him into a bouncy house, according to the videos we've seen. So. It ain't looking good for the home team if you miss the Elvin Kamara. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So this is definitely a factor, you know, but this is how they downplay everything. You got the history. These people downplay everything, everything. They downplay everything, man. How, it is everybody in his mamas know is that, yes, they're looking at a running back because right now Elvin Kamara is facing some problems. He got some legal problems that he's going to have. Coming up this upcoming year, we dodged it last year, but he's going to have some issues this year. He really is. And not only him with legal issues, but also our safety, Marcus Mayday. He's going to have some issues as well. All right. So some of the family members saying, well, what y'all got here? 36% Gundam says, Randall says 69% uh, without 75%. Uh, Eric says QS off Kelter as they are. I wouldn't be surprised if Mickey might kiss Sean Trier to try. 
trade him to Denver. Okay. Uh, Pelicans Nola says 85%. Yeah, it's a very high percentage. I would say roughly just to be conservative, I would say that he represent at least what of the Saints uh, offensive playbook. What, at least 60, uh, what, 55 to 60% of it? You know, he represents a lot of the Saints playbook. He he really does. You know, he's a key focal point of, you know, when they really, if they having success of getting Elvin Kamara involved because it's, he's a tough cover for the defense. He does so many different things. And when he's going, he's damn near, it's tough to stop that guy because you move them all. If you have the imagination to move them all over the field, he could play wide receiver for you if you need. He can play over here. He can play over there. He can block for you if you need them. You can, he does a little bit of everything. So he's a weapon that gives them nightmares. So he represents a high degree of percentage of the Saints offense. So it is definitely a problem if that guy, AK-41, is going to miss at least four games, maybe six games, because this is serious. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. This is serious. That videotape is very damning, to say the least. About that, man. It's crazy, man. All right, so anyway, Dennis Allen said that the evaluation process is a little later after the season concluded, and Loomis talked about his first season as a team coach. The, evalu- the evaluation process, evaluating Dennis Allen. They had a process, you know, it, it, whatever it was, it must have been a bullcrap because he's still a coach. KT says, Q, be ready for uh, <laughs> Toink and the clown show to screw this draft. Tell Mickey, I'll see him in Rouse. Nah, hold on now, KT. I keep that thing on me now. Let me tell you something. I, 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 hold on now. All right. So anyway, this is what they say. says, look, I think and this is Mickey. When they asked him about the this is some of the questions that is what is this? March the 1st. The last press conference you got was when? When we did the, the, the end of the season press conference. It was it was supposed to be a couple weeks and they would pop up here and talk to you about what was going on. They hit, they hired coaches, no press conferences. They they traded Sean Payton, no press conferences. And then now the the media has finally got a hold to them because they all up there under the in the NFL combine with all the owners and general managers and the scouting department. They're all there. So it's an opportunity for us to finally get them. But that's an NFL function. And so far as the overall, the Saints didn't want to talk to your ass. 
and, and, and answer any questions that you might have had about the trade of Sean Payton and, and the valuation process of why some coaches got fired, why some coaches got let go and others weren't there. None of those questions were 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 given the opportunity to be asked, you know. And this is what he said about the evaluation of Dennis Allen. Whoever asked this question is good. That's why I need this video. He says, oh, I know. Hold on, Katie. Oh, hold on. Look, 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 look now. I think we're, 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 we're really some re, I think we're, we're, we're some really good things. Really? And yeah. Things that were out of our control. Oh, they were out of your control. Really? Yeah. They were out of our control, Q. And it's, it's control and primarily the injuries. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're not supposed to use injuries as an excuse until the off season when you use them as an excuse. It's funny how that work, isn't it, family? That they always sit up here at press conferences and say, hey, man, injuries can't be used as an excuse, but when the offseason come, they can. <laughs> I mean, that old weird double standard, that old weird double talking type stuff. Now, hold on now, Q. You can't hold on now. I think there were some really good things. And there, there, there were some things that's out of our control. Oh, okay. His control. Dennis, speaking of Dennis, and primarily the injuries, you know, those, those, those wicked injuries, they'll, you know, you got to spray some, you know, ant spray on them because they'll bite you on the backside and cause you, you know, you know, your stuff to fall down, you know, those injuries, they're troublesome, you know, so they were really good things. And some things we talked about that we collectively had to, to do better. But we don't have any reservations about our choice as a head coach. No reservations. This is Mickey Loomis talking here. That's why I need the video so I can hear him spew out this nonsense. He says, look, I think there were some really good things. There's things that were out of our control. Oh, yeah, really? And what's those things? And out of Dennis's control, primarily the injuries, but he don't tell you nothing else. So there were really some good things and some things we talked about that we collectively have to do better. And what are those things? But but we don't have any reservations about our choice as a head coach. No reservations. None. Despite the fact that he alienated his quarterback, lied and backstabbed him. You don't have no 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 reservations about a lying ass head coach that backstabbed his starting quarterback that cost you $15 million this past year to do? No reservations at all, huh? How he lost the team and people didn't that weren't playing for him, how the team would despond it. You know, none of that. Talking crazy. I mean, ill prepared, no reservations at all. See, this is nonsense, man. This is, <laughs> this is bull, total, total nonsense. And see, this is showing you that they haven't learned not one damn thing about accountability. That one little paragraph I just read you from that was a quote from Mickey Loomis. The reporters wrote down about things out of his control. That means that we're not responsible for what happens. If you park your car outside, we're not responsible for that. that look at that door. See that sign on the wall there? We're not re- responsible for your possessions. So if somebody crash and, and, and break your glass and go up in there and take something out your car, hey, listen, we know you in here watching the football game, but we're not responsible for your <laughs> You should put some steel on inside your car or something. I mean, at the end of the day, they're showing you that the, there's no accountability still not. They haven't learned not one damn lesson about accountability. 
If you sit up here blaming injuries for why the Saints failed last year, when you got tape and you know damn well, and we know damn well, I watch every flipping moment of those games. And you can say injuries to a degree, but not all the losing and the stanky funkiness that we watched from the Saints past season, you could attribute to injuries. It was bad decision-making, non-leadership, stupid, backstabby ways by an ill-prepared non-motivated, non-communicative type coach who is totally and simply over his head. He was a bad call at the position, and the Saints will make excuses for him until he fail again this season, and then they'll have no recourse but to fire him. And then, of course, they're going to get a little taste of it from an economic standpoint, too. See, no accountability. You're going to blame injuries when you know damn well you're not supposed to blame injuries for why you failed. You know, I said, man, now he talked about some other stuff here with the HSBCs and stuff like that. When he talked about Jari Evans, which was some good game. But, you know, really what I wanted to get at you was some of this stuff right here. And I'm gonna see if I can get the rest of this video sometimes and we'll play it here and go over it. But once again, you know why you got a non you got a non unaccountable coach. You got a non unaccountable general manager that's blind as a bat. And anybody can look at Dennis Allen and know the the pressure's on him. The Saints can't save him this year. They can't save him. Anyway, let's go to this one. And this is a tweet from Jeff Nowak. He's showing the NFL team report card today where the Saints, and this is the Saints grade that they gave out, a treatment of their families, B+. The nutrition is F-. minus. Nutrition, weight room and everything else is given A's here and there, but they give the nutrition an F. Now, this is crazy. You know, the Saints, and we talk about injuries, well, I mean, Who's in charge of the nutrition there? Isn't that an Oshner function? You know, being that they are the sponsor of it, they got their name on the side of the building, you know? So yeah, that's nutrition F, you know? So maybe that has something to do with them injuries, them pesky gremlin type injuries, make it that you blaming why you failed last year. No, you failed because you were, you didn't get up off your ass when you were supposed to. And make sure you stand over Dennis Allen's shoulder until you understood that he knew what he was doing. Nothing from his prior stints as a head coach should have given you the opportunity, the idea that he can handle the ship. Dennis Allen was over his head very fast during the season. He made bad calls late. He stuck with guys he shouldn't have stuck with. And it was just over and over again. He just he's just not a guy that adapts. He's a dinosaur, man. And those type of guys are going to, they're going to take care of themselves. They're going to ultimately fail themselves. But anyway, the report card nutrition F for the, for the saints, they got to get that together. That's really telling man. Nutrition is F that's crazy. Anyway, let's do a recap here, fam. Actually, I got one more thing I'm going to show for y'all. I'm going to play. This is from Kai Harley, man. And listen to Kai Harley. This is an interview by him. Is he going to drop some game about his, uh, his, uh, role with the New Orleans Saints and usually every time I get an opportunity to play Kai Harley because he's such an invisible uh, figure in the Saints organization we hear about Mickey Loomis all the time he really and Kai really doesn't do a lot of interviews so whenever he does one I like to try to spotlight him so we can get to know him a little bit better than what we know him and hear his voice here's Kai Harley and his thought process on his role with the New Orleans Saints and what he actually does here. And introduces us to the man, the black and gold colon, when working out the math. It's late February, and the NFL offseason is in full swing. 
as the New Orleans Saints prep for free agency, they find themselves in familiar territory. Several million dollars over the salary cap. General Manager Mickey Loomis knows his club has work to do. We've got to, you know, we've got to catch up. Um, you know, we've got to manage this back to, you know, back to the middle. Um, they know that's been our plan all along. This, this is normally the... You're going to manage it back to the middle. That's Mickey Loomis saying that, family. If y'all put yes or no, I mean, well, actually, do you believe Mickey Loomis with his plan to manage the cap back to the middle after spending much of his time kicking the can down the road? Do you believe Mickey Loomis's commentary? <laughs> On the kicking, the, on managing the cap back to the middle, y'all put yes or no in the chat. Taylor, thank you for hitting the subscribe button. Appreciate you. The time the national eyes look at the Saints through a doomsday lens. I think the Saints, even though they're in really bad shape cap wise, should really try hard to figure out how to get Derek Carr. And the Saints refuse to acknowledge it. They're sixty million over the cap. They're talking about signing Derek Carr. They need to accept where they are sell off the pieces that they can and start the rebuild but inside the building okay listen and that was uh nick wright from whatever little fox show you do in the morning but this is the thing right about the rebuild questions a lot of people say q i'm so disgusted with what the saints so it's time for a rebuild the plan was originally the saints were operating on it's almost like they have amnesia or they 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 are in are are an incredibly forgetful person I mean, it was like we knew because I would talk about it on the show that the grand plan for the Saints with Cam Jordan, Demario Davis and the window of contracts that they had with some of their most uh, prolific players was supposed to be a lot of the winning was supposed to the chips were supposed to be pushed to uh, the, the middle of the table for Cam and Demario Davis and guys like that. Uh, uh, for the le- the next couple of years, because that's the window. And then they would. Don't have, they, the plan was never for the Saints to have what you would call a rebuild. What they would do is, is that we add younger talent underneath these prolific players like Cam and Demario and these guys like that, and then they'll kind of, you know, kind of acclimate these guys in, and they'll just keep having them, and they'll build it up as far as they can. But they're not going to totally have a rebuild where they implode, and then they got to start all back to zero. That's what a rebuild is. It's like you starting from zero. You mean quarterback, all this stuff, coaches, all that. That's what a re, what is a rebuild or a reboot or whatever you want to look at. The Saints are not going to do no rebuild. They're not going to do it. Well, then again, you know what? It could be because the the way it happened is it, organically, they weren't going to do it. wasn't in their plans to do that kind of way, but it might end up doing that. Come to think of it, because of how they entrusting the ship to the hands of Dennis Allen. Now, if Dennis Allen crashes the ships into the the jagged edges, jagged rocks off the shoreline and everybody goes into the drink, then they have no a choice but to. Because, but a lot of the coaches that won with Coach Payton over these many years are gone. A lot of them are gone. Some of the best ones on defense are gone. So when Dennis Allen crashes and burns, you will have a, a new slate of people because the new man going to come in here. He ain't going to keep most of those guys. He's going to bring in his own guys. And this will be the first time in a while because all Dennis Allen did was take Sean Payton's guys. And when Sean got a job, those guys, well, he got eight former Saints coaches up there with him in Denver. And he'll have two more after this year by the name of Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen. This is Kyle Harley's philosophy on the team. Few weeks before we gotta execute that plan. There's a calm about their situation. 
Every year, the outside world freaks out about their salary cap. Yet every year, the Saints manage to do what they need to do because of him. Even though everybody else may be in a panic, uh, we know what we're doing. Meet Kai Harley. His official title, Team Vice President of Football Administration. For the Saints, he's the go-to guy when it comes to crunching the numbers of the salary cap. So when the team faces $55 million in cap overages like they did to open this offseason, Harley does not panic. He simply gets to work. Certainly this is the time of year where things heat up and there's more things going on contractually, more negotiations going on uh, contractually and getting ready for free agency and to build the roster for the next season. The main crux of my job is managing the cap, is negotiating player contracts, and yet uh, it's also somewhat like being a compliance officer where there's a rule for practically everything that we right. do. And Harley knows them all, down to the last detail can and will use every possible avenue to get the mission accomplished. From adding voidable years to deals to restructuring base salaries and bonuses, Harley is a master at making the math work. Everybody looks at the salary cap in sort of this illusory sort of way, um, and, and yet I look at it as more of an accounting mechanism. Right? So, yeah, he can't, he, he, <laughs> it, it, it would, Kai would be, in like in, in a mob movie, he would be the guy that gets you some good books. Like, you know, where's this, uh, where's this money coming from? <laughs> this will never work in the real world. This would never work. This would never work in the real world. Well, then again, it would if you was operating as a comptroller or a guy in control of the purse strings of the government, because that's how they operate. <laughs> they spend, because it ain't their damn money. They're like, hey, we get more. We can just raise it up on them. We, we need to get it back. You know, we too big to fail. We're going to get this, you know, and we're going to make them. We're going to make mistakes and let them pay for it. So, I mean, it's interesting, man. But a good question would be this reporter needs to ask is, what do you think you fit in the future of the team? And when are you going to be the new general manager? Because we need to get you in there ASAP. My accounting background, like you have, you know, uh, gap principles that you use in accounting and you have the CBA that guides, you know, salary cap construction or contract construction. Take the COVID off season of 2021 when the Saints were staring at over 100 million in overages. Through a combination of extensions, restructures and releases, Harley methodically whittled that number down while maintaining the core of the roster. But there's a method to his madness. It's not just about assigning a value to a player. There's a process he abides by in determining what that value is. But where do you kind of really step in in terms of identifying a player and actually signing a player? As you're going in the free agency, uh, you know, our, our pro staff will have a, a list of players that they want our coaches to go over and uh, we'll review all of those players. And then I'll look and say, hey, here's the ranges that I expect these players to come in at. Uh, it's also looking at um, a lot of times in contract negotiation, it's about supply and demand. <laughs> so, you know, what other players are out there in free agency, what teams have those needs. But numbers aren't all Harley deals with. When the team targets a player, he's also there to provide the necessary dose of reality of what making those contractual moves can do, both risk and reward. Can we make it work, right? So difference between probabilities and possibilities. So possible. Can we make it work? Should we? That's a different story. That's a different question. Um, all things that we discuss internally, but being able to paint the picture of here's where we're at, here's what we can fit in, and if everybody likes this particular player and we want to get this particular player, okay, here's how we can make it work, 
and here's the consequence of that. It's, it's an, an important, important part. part of the- okay, now, that's that's good game. That's why I played this interview. I heard this and I said, let me share this with you guys so you can hear from his mouth what he does. Right now, you heard all the stuff he named. What the hell does Mickey Loomis do? <laughs> Yeah, hold on now, Q. You yeah, hold on. I, I trained Kai. I trained him. Listen, I, I, you know, I listen. If you want to know it, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'm known as King Kai. You know, he's just Kai. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mickey. What the hell do you do, Mickey? Yeah, hold on now, Q. I, I will tell you something, man. I, I, I'm, listen. You don't need to know what I do. You know, I, 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 you know. Let me tell you something, man. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What does Mickey Loomis do? That's an interesting question that he posed at the end of that interview. And I've got a little bit more I'm going to share with you. But what's really interesting is the fact that he said, should we go after this player or not? Now, this is an interesting circumstance because currently the Saints are, what, just about 30, around $30 million dollars. Uh, over the cap, they're in the red by about thirty million, right? Now you're looking at Derek Carr at thirty north of thirty-five million dollars is the number that the insiders are saying north of thirty-five million. Would that be a smart? Now he says that's a whole nother discussion. Is can we versus should we? And here's the the repercussions of doing something this ill, this foolish. Well, the reality is that should be Mickey Loomis should be taking that in consideration because. You looking at Dennis Allen as a one, this is, he had, if he doesn't win this year, it's over with. So do you really want to tie yourself to a quarterback with the head coach could possibly be gone and you're stuck with a guy you're playing north of $35 million a season for the next three to four seasons? I mean, is that something that you really want to do? But see, Kai Harley's is, is just an assistant general manager to a degree. He's a guy underneath Mickey Loomis's, Mickey Loomis's, uh, guy underneath them and Mickey's the boss. So Mickey should be like looking and looking at whether or not that should be something we be, we should be looking at or should maybe we be should looking at staying or keeping who we have because Carr at 35 North of $35 million versus Jameis Winston. What at $15 million, you know, and I understand that, you know, it's just strange how this goes, but some kind of way the general manager is supposed to have a grander vision of the team to a degree than the head coach being that he's his boss. It's strange, man. Process. While making present-day figures work, there's a future component that must be addressed. Harley and the Saints know that their approach to the cap is not for everyone, and there will always be critics. But at the end of it all, if it helps winning, that's all that really matters. That's one of the things I love about being here is that winning always takes precedent, and all of the moves that, that we make as a collective are all under the presumption that it's going to help us win. 
Harley's rise to one of the league's top capmen began over 20 years ago with an accounting degree from Rutgers University to Bloomberg as a financial analyst. But it wasn't a fit, so he went the sports route. His first stop led him to Springfield to get his master's in sports management. Next came an internship with the Indianapolis Colts, then another with the Eagles. Then he worked in player personnel at the league office before catching on with the Saints in 2008 and has been here in New Orleans ever since. Harley has been Loomis's right-hand man for 15 seasons, and he loves it here, and he's earned a lot from Loomis. And many believe it's only a matter of time before Harley himself becomes a GM somewhere, someday, which is his ultimate goal. When I got into the business, I said I wanted to be able to run a club at some point, um, mm. and I think that's still, still the case. So uh, at some point in my career, I would love to be able to run an organization, and um, and yet I'm very happy with the people I work with here and, and the environment I'm in and, you know, continue to push forward. No, Harley didn't speak. So there you go. That's the interview. And you heard what Kyle Harley's goal, you heard it out of his own mouth one day to run the team. Now, we had Mickey Loomis for 20-something years, man. It's time for you to go, Mickey Loomis. This guy, this dude is pretty much doing what you're doing right now. There's no need to keep you at your position. Just move on the side with, you know, create a position, you know, be the guy that goes and wipe down the goalposts or wash the windows from the inside, whatever. You know, go make sure the rental cars are clean. I don't care what you do, but you need to get out the way and yield for a younger person with a vision because he's pretty much doing what you're doing. What are you doing? That's the big question. After I heard him say all that, like, okay, I hear him doing all that. Mickey, what do you do? Oh, you know, I do the same thing. It don't take two people to do the thing he seemed like he know what he doing. He don't need your help. You trained him. Now move out of the way and let him take the reins of the team. You see, that's the thing. His goal was to, to run a team. Now remember, uh, Fontenot tried to take him when he took the Atlanta position. Fontenot tried to get Kai Harley to follow him there, but I'm the saints kept him here. So they might've said to him, listen, we're going to give you an opportunity sooner or later. Well, the time is now Mickey Loomis. The time is now. And if the goal is to win, you're failing. Let me say it again. If the goal is to win with these moves, you are failing. You are failing. Failing miserably. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. So I just wanted to kind of drop uh, this uh, this interview because we don't hear from Kai Harley. This is really a shout out to uh, uh, Sean Fazan for doing this one. Him in Fox 8 here in New Orleans. Uh, for doing this interview with Kai Harley because a lot of people know of Kai Harley, but he doesn't have too many interviews. And when he talks, and this was a really good one because it kind of introduced you to some of the stuff that we really know and we thinking about some of the duties that they perhaps they might share. But a lot of it, he's doing pretty much on his own. So, I mean, he's ready, man. This guy's ready to be a general manager. You heard how he sound. He's ready in what he does. He's ready to be a general manager. When do the Saints get rid of Mickey Lewis? It's the same thing with the Saints. They can't seem to get rid of these people, man, when the time is. They did the same thing with Sean Payton, Drew Brees. These people do not have an alarm clock. They don't have a clock in their head to tell them, listen, it's time for us to move into the future. We need younger, fresh leadership with a better vision. You had your spill. You had your run. Now it's time for you to move out the way and let this other guy give him a, get a shot at it. Anyway, that'll do it for the show, fam. Let's do a quick recap. We covered Kai Harley, so that was really insightful to listen to what he had to say. We also talked about the uh, car, the Saints meeting with Carr. They are really want Carr, and Carr kind of playing uh, hard to get because, you know, he wants another team to leverage against the Saints so he can kind of get more 
money or whatever else he's searching. So that's what uh, this insider dropped on us about it. Uh, Fowler, we played this interview. We also uh, covered what Mickey Loomis said at the combine. And we also talked about what happened with the NFL report card. So with that being said, that's going to be the end. (laughs) What does he seriously, what does Mickey Loomis do? If Kai Harley, you listen to that interview family, what does Mickey Loomis do? If Kai Harley's doing that, what is Mickey Loomis running around here doing? Huh? What is he doing? You know, I mean, it's just one of the things, you know, I just want to know, Mickey, what do you do? What are you doing? If he's doing all that? Yeah, because yeah, you know, Don, Don saying, uh, I know Kai ain't a hundred percent on board with the car. You hear, you heard it in, in this interview you talk about when you listen to how they talk, he's talking about, yeah, we can do it, but should we do it? See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Because if you say, yeah, we can do it. Anything is possible, but should we do it? Should we do it? Because we can do it. And what are the ramifications if we do this? What would it look like on the back end? How would this hamstring our team? And that's something that they're not looking at. And I'm saying you should be looking at that just in case you fire Dennis Allen next year. You'll be stuck with a quarterback that he picked for the next three years or whatever the length of the contract is. What is the next coach supposed to do when Dennis Allen gets fired? Is he supposed to win with Derek Carr? What if he wants his own quarterback? Would you be able to trade Carr? You know, with that, perhaps when Carr signs with the Saints, they're desperate and they'll throw in, he'll throw in a no trade clause just like he did with the Raiders. Well, you can't trade him anywhere to a team that he won't. Who's going to take him? And then depending on how the contract is written, will it be an escalating contract or a de-escalating contract? Does the contract get richer and richer as the, it, it, for its length as he get older and older? See, this is the type of stuff we ask, and I know Kai is a smart dude, but most of the times, that's up to the general manager to tell the coach, listen, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it. Listen, I know you want this guy, but this guy is too expensive. Okay? This guy is too expensive. We got to look for somebody else. But it's like, nah, we, we come down off this. We can get whoever we want. No, there's problems. It's a problem. You can't, if you, the guy, if you got to, you can't listen, family. The Saints cannot afford a $35 million north of $35 million quarterback. Even if you kick in the can, you can have six legs and kicking a ton of cans down the road. At the end of the day, you're going to eventually have to get to that position where you kick them damn cans at in the future and you're going to have to pick them up. You're just creating extra problems for yourself and hamstringing your team well into the future because you're trying to win now with a desperate coach. That's no way to think. And the Saints simply make it Loomis's job to tell him whether this guy is too expensive and versus finding a cheaper option or perhaps sticking with the guy you got. What's wrong with the dude you got for $15 million and he got one year left on the contract? If you do it right, you get you a quarterback in the draft. You know, it, this can end up being a good situation, but you can't, they can't seem to just this Dennis Allen guy. He makes a ton of bad decisions all the time. And the people that have to end up paying for him at the end of the day will be you. Why he runs up under Sean Payton's skirt and runs up under uh, and him and Pete Carmichael run up under Sean Payton's skirt at the end of the day when he gets canned is ridiculous. But at the end of the day, this is the end of the day and it's the end of the show. So with that being said, what's up? What's up? True hurt. Shout out to your fam. Appreciate you being in the stream. Much love fam. Look, good, good, good time seeing you, bro. Been a while. What's up, KK? Shout out to you, baby. Shout out to, yeah, I know Slim say he collecting them checks. That's what Mickey Loomis is doing. Listen, move Mickey into a position where he's not impacting. Maybe he can act as an advisor because they, my God, these people like like holding on to dead weight. We done gave Mickey Loomis 
made him a wealthy person. You don't train this brother on the screen, get out of the way and let him run the team. You obviously don't have it anymore. And you, you would with Sean Payton in the era, but obviously a lot of what was happening with the Saints' success was Sean Payton. A lot of it was, it was Sean Payton doing all of that stuff. And Mickey Loomis was a guy that just simply did whatever Sean Payton said. He didn't say, Sean, we can't afford the guy. He tried to do it regardless of whatever it was. And he doing, you can do that with Sean Payton because he got a recipe in a, in a resume of success. But then the Salon doesn't have such a resume. You can't treat these people the same. You can't treat these people the same because they are cut, 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 they're cut from a different cloth. You got guys with different resumes. You got guys with more experience. They know what they're doing. You give those guys a little bit more leeway than you got the guy that don't know what he's doing that was failing at that job for years. You don't treat him like the guy that got 100 wins as a head coach. <laughs> you got 20 wins. You got 15 wins or whatever it is as a head coach. This other guy got 120, 150 wins as a head coach. You going to treat him the same? Hell no, you're not. You know, this other guy got a, a resume for success. He knows what he's doing. At a high level, this other guy don't know what he's doing. Very simple. So if you get fired in next season, you're going to stay stuck with that 30 plus million dollar contract. <laughs> that kind of sours things for like, if you're trying to get a really good coach to come in here, you know, he might not be excited about the fact that he has to force this guy to be his quarter. I'm just saying, man, it's a lot of stuff that you got to take into account for. And we're going to see, man, how it all circulates. But then it's uh, uh, Mickey Loomis. My goodness, Mickey. My goodness. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to get ready to get on on that. Yeah, I know Tasman says draft the QB. Hopefully they will, man. Maybe in the second round, perhaps. A lot of people saying Hendon Hooker. They reunified and thought on Hendon Hooker. A lot of the who that's love Hendon Hooker. I think it would be a good a good opportunity to get that, brother. He should be available in the second round. Well, we shall see. We shall see. So with that being said, let me get out on that, man. I'd like to thank you guys for joining the stream tonight. Please feel free to hit the like button. If you hadn't already, hit the like button. Smash upon it. Also, feel free to check out the Pro Shop links in the description section below. Also, feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed. Shout out to Taylor M. Hitting that subscribe button. KT, appreciate you. And uh, our family members. And listen, fam, we'll be back uh, later on. Maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. We'll do something. I'll try to open up the phone lines. What's up, Josh? Shout out to you, bro. Uh, or Arvin, what's up, fam? Appreciate you. Uh, Luke, shout out to you, my friend. Good to see you. Saints for life. Much love. He said, the Saints are going to have to front load the car deal. Otherwise, stuck with another bad contract that you can't trade. And Kai knows it. But Mickey Loomis saying, oh, when are we just going to do what he says? Because they're desperate. It's not good to operate from a position of desperation. It's always a bad look. You always have to look at your options. Some stuff just too expensive. You got to find an option if you want it. I'll wait for the sale. <laughs> That's how I've always been taught. My goodness, man, you're going to pay that. Why are you paying that much for that house right now, man? Once you wait for the, just be patient, stack your money, you know, until the interest rates come down, man. Why are you trying to, oh, I got to have it, Q. <laughs> no, man, just chill, man. <laughs> Where your damn patience at? Anyway, we're going to get out on that, man. I appreciate y'all, man, for doing for stopping by, man. I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side, man. Who that? And I'm out. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose or winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh, where we do that, eh, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh, huh? Yeah, boogie
like dressing. I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Love yeah. me like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News are winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. We're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform available at the pro shops we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bad bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that's it the who that daily.com that's right the who that daily.com your one-stop shop for everything new all the saints new all pelican lsu tigers even the top flight boxing so if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team who that daily.com is you okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.